Chapter Twenty of Narda the Lily by H. Rider Haggard. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Mopo bargains with the princess. Eight and twenty days went by, my father, and on the nine and twentieth it befell that Shaka, having dreamed a dream in his troubled sleep, summoned before him certain women of the kraal to the number of a hundred or more some of these were his women whom he named his sisters and some were maidens not yet given in marriage but all were young and fair now what this dream of shaka's may have been i do not know or have forgotten for in those days he dreamed many dreams and all his dreams led to one end the death of men he sat in front of his hut scowling and i was with him to the left of him were gathered the girls and women and their knees were weak with fear one by one they were led before him and stood before him with bowed heads then he would bid them to be of good cheer and speak softly to them and in the end would ask them this question hast thou my sister a cat in thy hut now some would say that they had a cat and some would say that they had none and some would stand still and make no answer being dumb with fear but whatever they said the end was the same for the king would sigh gently and say fare thee well my sister it is unfortunate for thee that there is a cat in thy hut or that there is no cat in thy hut or that thou canst not tell me whether there be a cat in thy huts or no then the woman would be taken by the slayers dragged without the kraal and their end was swift so it went on for the most part of that day till sixty and two women and girls had been slaughtered but at last a maiden was brought before the king and to this one her snake had given a ready wit for when shaka asked her whether or no there was a cat in her hut she answered saying that she did not know but there was half a cat upon her and she pointed to a cat-skin which was bound about her loins then the king laughed and clapped his hands saying that at length his dream was answered and he killed no more that day nor ever again save once only that evening my heart was heavy within me and i cried in my heart how long nor might i rest so i wandered out from the kraal that was named duguza to the great cleft in the mountains yonder and sat down upon a rock high up in the cleft so that i could see the wide lands rolling to the north and the south to my right and to my left now the day was drawing towards the night and the air was very still for the heat was great and a tempest was gathering as i who am a heaven-herd knew well the sun sank redly flooding the land with blood it was as though all the blood that shaka had shed flowed about the land which shaka ruled then from the womb of the night great shapes of cloud rose up and stood before the sun and he crowned them with his glory and in their hearts the lightning quivered like a blood of fire 
the shadow on their wings fell upon the mountain and the plains and beneath their wings was silence slowly the sun sank and the shapes of cloud gathered together like a host at the word of its captain and the flicker of the lightning was as the flash of the spears of a host i looked and my heart grew afraid the lightning died away the silence deepened and deepened till i could hear it no leaf moved no bird called the world seemed dead i alone lived in the dead world now of a sudden my father a bright star fell from the height of heaven and lit upon the crest of the storm and as it lit the storm burst the grey air shivered a moan ran about the rocks and died away then an icy breath burst from the lips of the tempest and rushed across the earth it caught the falling star and drove it on toward me a rushing globe of fire and as it came the star grew and took shape and the shape it took was the shape of a woman i knew her now my father while she was yet far off i knew her the inkosazana who came as she had promised riding down the storm on she swept borne forward by the blast and oh she was terrible to see for her garment was the lightning lightning shone from her wide eyes and lightnings were in her streaming hair while in her hand was a spear of fire and she shook it as she came now she was at the mouth of the pass before her was stillness behind her beat the wings of the storm the thunder roared the rain hissed like snakes she rushed on past me and as she passed she turned her awful eyes upon me withering me she was there she was gone but she spoke no word only shook her flaming spear yet it seemed to me that the storm spoke that the rocks cried aloud that the rain hissed out a word in my ear and the word was smite mopo i heard in my heart or with my ears what does it matter then i turned to look through the rush of the tempest and the reek of the rain still i could see her sweeping forward high in air now the kraal dugusa was beneath her feet and the flaming spear fell from her hand upon the kraal and fire leaped up in answer then she passed on over the edge of the world seeking her own place thus my father for the third and last time did my eyes see the inkosazana izulu or mayhap my heart dreamed that i saw her soon i shall see her again but it will not be here for a while i sat there in the cleft then i rose and fought my way through the fury of the storm back to the kraal duguza as i drew near the kraal i heard cries of fear coming through the roaring of the wind and the hiss of the rain i entered and asked one of the matter and it was told me that fire from above had fallen on the hut of the king as he lay sleeping 
and all the roof of the hut was burned away but that the rain had put out the fire then i went on till i came to the front of the great hut and i saw by the light of the moon which now shone out in the heaven that there before it stood chaka shaking with fear and the water of the rain was running down him while he stared at the great hut of which all the thatch was burned i saluted the king asking him what evil thing had happened seeing me he seized me by the arm and clung to me as when the slayers are at hand a child clings to his father drawing me after him into a small hut that was near what evil thing has befallen o king i said again when light had been made little have i known of fear mopo said shaka yet i am afraid now ay as much afraid as when once on a bygone night the dead hand of balaka summoned something that walked upon the faces of the dead and what fearest thou o king who art the lord of all the earth now shaka leaned forward and whispered to me hearken mopo i have dreamed a dream when the judgment of those witches was done with i went and laid me down to sleep while it was yet light for i can scarcely sleep at all when darkness has swallowed up the world my sleep has gone from me that sister of thine balaka took my sleep with her to the place of death i laid me down and i slept but a dream arose and sat by me with a hooded face and showed me a picture it seemed to me that the wall of my hut fell down and i saw an open place and in the centre of the place i lay dead covered with many wounds while round my corpse my brothers dingaan and unklangana stalked in pride like lions on the shoulders of unklangana was my royal carros and there was blood on the carros and in the hand of dingaan was my royal spear and there was blood upon the spear then in the vision of my dream mopo thou didst draw near and lifting thy hand didst give the royal salute of baiete to these brothers of mine and with thy foot didst spurn the carcass of me thy king then the hooded dream pointed upwards and was gone and i awoke and lo fire burned in the roof of my hut thus i dreamed mopo and now my servant say thou wherefore should i not slay thee thou who wouldst serve other kings than i thou who wouldst give my royal salute to the princes my brothers and he glared upon me fiercely as thou wilt o king i answered gently doubtless thy dream was evil and yet more evil was the omen of the fire that fell upon thy hut and yet and i ceased and yet mopo thou faithless servant and yet o king it seems to me in my folly that it were well to strike the head of the snake and not its tail for without the tail the head may live but not the tail without the head thou wouldst say mopo that if these princes die never canst thou or any other man give them the royal names 
do i hear aright mopo who am i that i should lift up my voice asking for the blood of princes i answered judge thou o king now shaka brooded a while then he spoke say mopo can it be done this night there are but few men in the kraal o king all are gone out to war and of those few many are the servants of the princess and perhaps they might give blow for blow how then mopo nay i know not o king yet at the great kraal beyond the river sits that regiment which is named the slayers by midday to-morrow they might be here and then thou speakest wisely my child mopo it shall be for to-morrow go summon the regiment of the slayers and mopo see that thou fail me not if i fail thee o king then i fail myself for it seems that my life hangs on this matter if all the words that ever passed thy lips are lies yet is that word true mopo said shaka moreover know this my servant if aught miscarries thou shalt die no common death be gone i hear the king i answered and went out now my father i knew well that shaka had doomed me to die though first he would use me to destroy the princess but i feared nothing for i knew this also that the hour of shaka was come at last for a while i sat in my hut pondering then when all men slept i arose and crept like a snake by many paths to the hut of dingaan the prince who awaited me on that night following the shadow of the hut i came to the door and scratched upon it after a certain fashion presently it was opened and i crawled in and the door was shut again now there was a little light in the hut and by its flame i saw the two princes sitting side by side wrapped about with blankets which hung before their brows who is this that comes said the prince dingaan then i lifted the blankets from my head so that they might see my face and they also drew the blankets from their brows i spoke saying hail to you princes who to-morrow shall be dust hail to you sons of senzangakona who to-morrow shall be spirits and i pointed towards them with my withered hand now the princes were troubled and shook with fear what meanest thou thou dog that thou dost speak to us words of such ill omen said the prince dingaan in a low voice wherefore dost thou point at us with that white and withered hand of thine wizard hissed the prince of Llangana. have i not told you o ye princes i whispered that ye must strike or die and has not your heart failed you now hearken shaka has dreamed another dream now it is shaka who strikes and ye are already dead ye children of senzangakona if the slayers of the king be without the gates at least thou shalt die first thou who hast betrayed us quoth the prince dingaan and drew an assegai from under his carros first hear the king's dream o prince i said then if thou wilt kill me and die shaka the king slept and dreamed that he lay dead 
and that one of you the princes wore his royal carros who wore the royal carros asked dingan eagerly and both looked up waiting on my words the prince some clangana wore it in the dream of shaka o dingan shoot of a royal stock i answered slowly taking snuff as i spoke and watching the two of them over the edge of my snuff-spoon now dingan scowled heavily at unclangana but the face of unclangana was as the morning sky shaka dreamed this also i went on that one of you the princes held his royal spear who held the royal spear asked unclangana the prince dingan held it in the dream of shaka o unclangana sprung from the root of kings and it dripped blood now the face of unclangana grew dark as night but that of dingan brightened like the dawn shaka dreamed this also that i mopo your dog who am not worthy to be mentioned with such names came up and gave the royal salute even the baiete to whom didst thou give the baiete o mopo son of makedama asked both of the princes as with one breath waiting of my words i gave it to both of you o twin stars of the morning princes of the zulu in the dream of shaka i gave it to both of you now the princes looked this way and that and were silent not knowing what to say for these princes hated each other though adversity and fear had brought them to one bed but what avails it to talk thus ye lords of the land i went on seeing that both of you ye are already as dead men and that vultures which are hungry to-night to-morrow shall be filled with meat of the best shaka the king is now a doctor of dreams and to clear away such a dream as this he has a purging medicine now the brows of those brothers grew black indeed for they saw that their fate was on them these are the words of shaka the king o ye bulls who lead the herd all are doomed ye twain and i and many another man who loves us in the great kraal beyond the river there sits a regiment it is summoned and then good-night have ye any words to say to those yet left upon the earth perhaps it will be given to me to live a little while after ye are gone and i may bring them to their ears can we not rise up now and fall upon shaka asked dingan it is not possible i said the king is guarded hast thou no plan mopo groaned umhlangana methinks thou hast a plan to save us and if i have a plan ye princes what shall be my reward it must be great for i am weary of life and i will not use my wisdom for a little thing now both the princes offered me good things each of them promising more than the other as two young men who are rivals promise to the father of a girl whom both would wed i listened saying always that it was not enough till in the end both of them swore by their heads and by the bones of senzangakona their father and by many other things that i should be the first man in the land after them its kings 
and should command the impis of the land if i would but show them a way to kill shaka and become kings then when they had done swearing i spoke weighing my words in the great crowd beyond the river o ye princes there sit not one regiment but two one is named the slayers and loves shaka the king who has done well by them giving them cattle and wives the other is named the bees and that regiment is hungry and longs for cattle and girls moreover of that regiment the prince umklangana is the general and it loves him now this is my plan to summon the bees in the name of umklangana not the slayers in the name of shaka bend forward o princes that i may whisper in your ears so they bent forward and i whispered a while of the death of a king and the sons of senzangakona nodded their heads as one man in answer then i rose up and crept from the hut as i had entered it and rousing certain trusty messengers i dispatched them running swiftly through the night End of chapter 20